Always working Austin based DJ to discuss his origins of his name and his career. We take a turn away from music and discuss how he balanced his family life with both his corporate and DJ career. DJ Dante also gives us some game on how he maneuvers between the club, wedding, and corporate gigs, all while putting on a show no matter who his audience is. All that and more. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to know DJ Dante. Coco Butter Radio. 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 Coco Butter Radio, when you hear it, you feel it. It's your boy King Mike. Keep it moving. We here with our featured guest this month. And it's it's kind of special to me. You know what I'm saying? Because I go way back with this brother. Sorry. You know what I mean? It's my man DJ Dante. I want to ask you something before we jump it off. Yeah. Why'd you change the name? Because at first it was Don Tizzle. Yeah. Now we're switching to Dante. Whoa, I don't even... <laughs> so, I'm lost. Yeah, so it's both, right? So okay. I never... Actually, I never liked Don Tizzle. Why not? I hated it. I, I feel like it's dated, right? And it was kind of stuck in the era when people were talking like that. Yeah. But but when you build a following, you can't just, you know, you can't change it. True enough. And then, you know, social media, you can change your, your, your screen name mm-hmm. a million times and people will still follow you. But back then, you know... Right when Facebook just just started, like you just kept it. Yeah, yeah. If you drop in mixtapes and it's physical copies, you can't you can't change it. See, so Dante came about from it actually came about from a promoter. Okay, and uh, he didn't know me well. Okay, uh, which we were you know we're super close now. Uh-huh. Um, and he called me DJ Dante. Okay, um, the guy that was doing the flyers put DJ Dante. He would even question me. He's like, "What is it? You change your name?" I'm like, "I always wanted to change my name." People who know me well and really rock with me call me Dante anyway. That's what's up. So that's where Call Me Dante came from. Like, if you legit rock with me. Okay, so wait, explain to me. So it's not even DJ Dante. It's, it's just, just Call Me Dante. It's really just Dante. And that's the corporation. Who's mixing right now? There Dante it is. is. Let's you know go. what I mean? Okay, yeah. cool. But but for the weddings and for the corporate events, I had mm-hmm. to have something a little a little cleaner. You know so as mean? we jump it off, man, tell me or tell the people who don't know who is DJ Dante Cause I mean, we jumped it off like everyone knew who you were. You know, know what I'm saying? You, we go way back, man. So you made course, me feel special. You know too, what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> I got stories. You know what I mean? I got a couple questions I want to ask you. But yeah. if if for the people who don't know who you are, can you just give us a, a quick little plug on? Who, yeah, man. Who Dante is? So, um, uh, most of all, professional DJ like yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. A creative is really what really what I like to claim. Uh, I've had a lot of uh, a lot of moves over the years. I've been a DJ for around, I guess, fourteen to fifteen years. Yep. We call it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in and out of the in and out of the country, you know, Mexico, Jamaica, uh, around the country, like New York, okay. uh, DC, uh, California, like all these different places. All with gigs. Right? So you're all not gigs. traveling there. You working out there. I'm working out there, right? right. Laptop and a controller, Let's you know, go. or whatever I can fit in the carry on. Let's go. Um, you know, I've never traveled on a plane with my DJ stuff. That's what got me into a controller. Okay. You know, I was just like most everybody else. Like, I'm staying on 1200s. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, you're not going to take crates on a small flight to Mexico. So that was it, my first controller, and I, I fell in love with it. And any time that I was out of state or something like that, usually they had some 1200s just already there. You know what I'm saying? Or a controller just yeah. as before. 
what was it like traveling with that kind of equipment? You know what I mean? Did you feel big time at that moment? I did. Yeah. I felt like I need to go on Instagram and change it to International Dante. <laughs> you know what I mean? The the crazy you thing claim is, it. it got me hemmed up. What you mean? Uh, so this last trip to Mexico, I mm. took uh, I took my SX. The first time I took an SR, which you can fit in a backpack. Okay. I took my SX, and when they word to the wise for everybody, mm. when you travel with electronic equipment that has a value, if they say, do you have anything to declare, to that is that thing. Declare that. I said no. Uh-huh. I was wearing, you know, my, my backpack. Uh-huh. My gig bag is a backpack. Wearing my backpack. They pulled me to the side and they're like, so what is this item? Oof. I need you to tell me the value of this item. Oof. We need to go through all of your luggage. You decided not to declare this, mm-hmm. but you say you're going coming to Mexico to work. Well, if you're coming to Mexico to work and you don't have a work visa, we have a problem. That's interesting. So they charged me taxes on it. Yeah. They, they got on Google. <laughs> Crazy. Got on Google. It took about an hour, bro. Uh, got on Google, looked up the value of the controller, face value. Okay. And we're like, we're going to charge you taxes on this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So and, word to the wise, if you if you, if you you doing some international stuff, be ready. Yeah, man. Okay. Cool. So we can, we obviously, from what you just said, you're in and out of the country. In and out of the country. Around the country. Yeah. But where'd you start at, man? So I started at the University of Texas, okay. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, funny story, my boy Jared, who was also uh, my wedding videographer, okay. he has his own company, The Creative Couch. Shout yep. out, Jared. You know what I mean? Shout out to Washed. Yeah, shout mm-hmm. out to Washed. Mm-hmm. Definitely a dope series. Check mm-hmm. that out. So, And he got a lot of people that we went to high school with in there. Okay. So he, uh, we, he had- So y'all went to high school together? Yeah, we did. Okay, cool. We, and we were roommates in L.A. when we did a semester in L.A. Nice. So he had the, you know, him and, and Kevin Jack and a, a lot of people were involved. You know, I got to shout out everybody, but mm. he had the hip hop radio countdown at UT wow. and I just wanted to be involved. And he's like, well, I need somebody in the back to look like a DJ. I was like, <laughs> stop it. Don't bro. tell me that's how it started. <laughs> that's, that's legit how it started. Wait, hold on. So wait, you, you started DJing as a prop. Yeah, I okay. was a problem. He was like, hey, you know, go to, we got a little budget, go to turntable records or go somewhere and try to find some equipment. What year is this? This is... I think it may have been 04. Damn, okay. It may have been 04. All right. Yeah, and uh, I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to go grab something. I walk in this record store, Turntable Records, super small, South Lamar, or South Congress, uh-huh. uh, super small spot, and they had a DJ in a box kit. Damn, there it is. Jim and I yeah. was the brand. Mm-hmm. Trash-ass Turntable, oh, I already bro. know. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. real bad. <laughs> Some little monitors. It looked good, though. Yeah, right? Video. I was yeah, like, yeah, was yeah. Like... $300? Okay. It was sitting on the floor. I felt like it was glowing. Oh. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, I was broke. Okay. <laughs> I called, you know what I'm saying? My family ain't really got money Come like on, that. I called, I called my um, my grandmother. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, I, I got a feeling I need to get this. Shot me the $300. Uh, I don't even remember how she sent it back then because you got to go to the bank. You know, through you, you it ain't no cash app. You got to go to the <laughs> bank. No yeah, physically <laughs> tomorrow morning. I'm going to the bank to put $300 in this account. Uh-huh. Here's the account number. Yeah. So, anyway. And that was the start. Uh-huh. The crazy thing is that weekend was uh, Texas Relays. Oh, wow. Okay. My homegirl, Rochelle, had a DJ coming out of Houston mm-hmm. for her party. Mm-hmm. He was late. Mm-hmm. I was about to cancel. And she's like, look, I don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I know you have no idea what you're doing, but I know you just bought some equipment. Uh-huh. Can you just come play some music? And there it is. And there it is. That was that club was my first resident residency. Uh-huh. I was there for about five years. I mean, well, about four years. Off a chance like that? Off a chance like wow. that. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, I would, uh, he would have bands early in the night, and then I finished the night out playing hip hop. Nice, crazy, right? So, thank you for that story. It's yeah. interesting how how it all came along. So I mean, we we ten to twelve years later, yeah, 
married, yeah, kids. I know y'all can hear. I don't know. Maybe y'all can hear my daughter in the background. What is it like being a DJ and having a whole ass family? <laughs> it's a balance. Good night, baby. See my baby's leaving right now. Good night. <laughs> Man, so we both talking from the same kind of wavelength at this point. Right, people, right. the people need to understand what it's like. Oh man! Oh, quick side note on the What's DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, in the back of my mind, I always wanted to be a DJ. Really? Yeah, like always. And I used to, I used to wish that I would get DJ equipment every Christmas. I never, I never told anybody. Interesting. I never told anybody oh. that I wanted to be one. But every Christmas, I would wake up. Thinking they bought me DJ equipment, <laughs> like and get disappointed. Nigga, I ain't tell nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, no one knew I wanted this, but yeah. I expected people to Bruh, know. You, you know. thought you could just wish it, and Santa yeah. would just show yeah. up with, with, with exactly. Oh, and I got a lot of ass whoopings because I used to go uh, try to scratch. My uh-huh. dad had a console uh-huh. with the record player. Uh-huh. I used to try to scratch on there, Come and on, just man. fuck the needles up, break Listen. the. You know what I'm saying? So. For me to start DJing, I I had no clue. First off, I did it just because I was I saw I saw in you know what I mean when they hit you when they hit us with the uh, the tech the 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 technology that could play CDs yeah and I'm up in Jester with my first T1 connection getting yeah. two thousand songs and downloading the song in about four killing minutes. killing no line wire yeah yeah four <laughs> minutes though you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah. I thought that was fast anyway that's I I was just like well here let me grind it out got me three jobs got my equipment and all that I never really. I had dreams of being a DJ, but I was that guy in my Mazda protege <laughs> that always I had a CD it. burner. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And not everyone had a CD burner back in what? I guess this is 2000, maybe 99, something like that. Yeah. 01. And so I'm burning CDs and I'm bringing them. And, you know, I was the dude that, you know, had the 12s in the trunk yep. and brand new music. You know what I'm saying? Napster, LimeWire, all of that. So... Wait, wait, did you have a CD book? And you was like, hey, oh, I got that new on. J? Bruh, I had uh, it all. You know what I'm saying? I had yeah. it all. And the thing about it, like I said, I didn't know anything about DJing, but I did like the feeling of before aux chords of my, of, of my boys, my teammates at the time, basketball, hopping in the car and pressing play. Like, you heard this yet? Yeah. Oh, I got this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, you know, that was how I guess I got a love for music because I didn't play. I wasn't in band. Mm-hmm. I don't dance. I'm not really a rapper. I could freestyle. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. But but all of that kind of stuff was just, it just happened. So to hear you say you always wanted to be a DJ and I it did. just kind of happened by chance. I did. That's I did. kind of amazing. I mean, because I grew up, like my family, every Christmas, we would, we would all play records and dance and mm-hmm. have our little, you know, quote mm-hmm. unquote karaoke. And, and mm-hmm. my pops had tapes on tapes and vinyls. I, I've got a full vinyl collection at the house, thanks nice. to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... He was always like my range is insane, like going back to the sixties and seventies, just because he would put me on that music. I want to get on that a little bit too, because I okay. always enjoyed the way you applied your yourself when you were in the mix. It was always a little bit different every time. It was yeah. never, you know, you can go see some DJs and kind of like, eh, I know what song's coming next, or yeah. I know what this set's gonna look like, or sound like rather. But you, I've always enjoyed how you try to switch it up. You know what I'm saying? You make a real attempt to it. Now, you mentioned your dad. You mentioned the record collection. You're a dad now, like we were saying earlier. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that transition from, uh, or just what it looks like, man, as a dad, working man, because you got another job, too. Yeah. Because I I feel like people need to understand it's not all glitz and glamour. Man, it's not. It's it's a real balance, bro. Mm -hmm. It's a a real balance. So you got to... Number one, you got to schedule everything. Okay. Because your family is number one. You, you're providing for them, and you want them to understand that you're out there grinding. But at the same time, you physically have to be there. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, 
growing up, my parents both had two jobs. My mom had an aneurysm. She was in a coma for a long time, oh, wow. and I had to do a lot by myself. Okay. And I really, and my dad was. He worked in retail and mm-hmm. management. He was, he, you know, he would be able to kind of provide and get stuff for me, but he had to work so much and mm-hmm. was always so tired. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want that to be my story. Okay, you know, like our relationship is great, super strong, but I definitely realized that like that physical presence matters. So mm-hmm. now that I got a family and everything. I schedule everything, bro. Everything is in the calendar. This meeting was you in the told calendar. You know what I'm like saying? My, like, go ahead and send me that calendar. In, yeah. Like, I'm like, all right, I'm, bro. Yeah, if I think <laughs> I'm a hoop for two over. hours on Wednesday, that's in the calendar. <laughs> two hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's real. And, it's important, though. And and they have to see how important my gigs are to me yeah. and the stuff I do to me, but they also have to see how important they they are to me at exactly. the same time. You know? What made you be so precise? Is that just your way of... of making sure you're making time for the things that are important for you or is that just how your mind functions you got to have it scheduled out that's not how man you know i was always last minute my mixes are last minute like it's never (laughs) i I never plan a set it's just where i'm going through okay but when you got a partner when you got a spouse bro you know like that's your time is their time Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and if i'm constantly going with gigs she can't do what she wants to do true so we got it we have to schedule everything so when you, all right, I'm gonna tell people right now. When What's you're up? single, mm-hmm. enjoy the fact that you're single. You can get up and just go do shit. Okay. You can get up at midnight and go to HEB and fucking get some ham. You feel me? <laughs> I used to shop at 11:30. You feel me? Because yeah, there's no no lines, right? <laughs> when you and they be stocking, so really, it's a, right? that's, a, that's a life hack. You know what I'm saying? You get the freshest shit at that time. Straight up. Yeah. Smart. Uh-huh. So when you got kids, you can't do that shit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you when you when you married, you can't you can't just get up and go and you can't do that. So you gotta you gotta keep that balance in mind. It's funny, man. You know, us having this conversation because it's like, why are you in here talking about kids and marriage and all that kind of stuff? Trust me, if you're young and you're listening to this, yeah, it's gonna hit you too. Cause I never really thought. I mean, I'm talking like in the height of my club experiences and DJing. I didn't think about none of this. Hell you know no. what I'm saying? A mortgage and all that kind of stuff. Never. Nah, man. Didn't know how it worked. Turn it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm getting crunk. That's what we. That's what we said. That was a word. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> dated. So, yeah, a little dated, man. Speaking of dated, man, you know, I, 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 the reason why we wanted to make sure to bring you on is um, in September we have an event coming up at UT, right. Black Homecoming. Um, can you talk a little bit about your experience as a black man at UT and just how you stay within the community to the point to where they bring you on to be the the DJ and be a part of that? Man, uh, first of all, going to, to the University of Texas is a uh, life lesson. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because we are not just a minority. I think we were like 3%. If that, I mean, now yeah. it's probably 3%. I think when we were there, it was like 28 or something yeah. like that. And I remember running the numbers because I worked with Dr. Gordon at the time. So And not a lot of people survived. <laughs> and I remember the way I came in, I realized pretty quickly it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't. I was, what do you mean by that? I, all the way to Dallas, bro. I mean, you know, you was all the shag, way leather yeah. shorts, okay. sagging, okay. all that shit, bro. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. and that's what I knew. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was cool. And, you know, out here, there, uh-huh. you know, you know what I'm saying? You know what it is. Y'all, yeah, yeah. You know, that's how I was talking. It's mm. your boy, all that shit. And <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. That is that is the version yeah. I kind of knew of you when I first met you. Shit, yeah. Fighting all that uh-huh, shit. Uh-huh. And, and, and I realized, man, I can't. I was sitting in class one day and I remember answering a question my way. Mm-hmm. And then everyone looked at me crazy. And then someone else said the exact same answer. Their the way. proper way. Oh, the, their the, way. Their way. Yeah, yeah. Quote unquote the proper mm-hmm. way. Exactly. And everyone was like, Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Okay. 
it, I've got to make some adjustments. It's interesting that you said that you had to make an adjustment because yeah. you you came from Dallas. So you gotta understand. For me though, I came from San Antonio, right? Yeah. So my adjustment, as far as the swag and my talk and all that, that wasn't much to change. But it was twofold for me. I had to switch that up a little bit. But then I had to assimilate into this Houston Dallas culture. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like from San Antonio, y'all wasn't really. Rocking with you know yeah, from San Antonio, it was. so it was interesting to hear how you talked, how my homeboy Daryl talked. It was just two completely different dialects, and I was right in the middle. Man, everything. <laughs> I mean, the culture, the clothes, the yeah. cars, like mm-hmm. how they do their whips versus how we do ours. Because you know, I was big in the cars exactly. the whole time. It was a big deal, but so I didn't. Let me let me take a step back. I didn't assimilate. Okay. I didn't change myself. No, no, no. I was mindful of my delivery. Well, yeah, and my surroundings. Exactly. So. One thing I learned to be, and you would notice, like I would be in gesture, and I would just talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. I was, I was learning to be a sponge. Yes. I, I got outside of the bubble mm-hmm. that I knew, and I realized that everybody I interact with is going to teach me something about life, okay. about their life, mm-hmm. and that's going to give me a window into what's important to them. Okay. So to jump into my mixes, how everything's a bit different. Mm-hmm. I like to push limits because I want to try to grab the little piece that someone may not know uh, and put them on it, yeah. right? Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm big on I'll take requests, right? Okay. You're going to ask me for something crazy. Wait, you I, take requests? I take requests. Openly? Yeah, straight oh, up. Okay, because right. if you ask me for something weird, mm-hmm. and I, I'm watching people. I'm people mm-hmm. watching. Like, we got skills, bro. Like, oh, we, yeah. we, we don't have to be buried in our headphones. We can mm-hmm. kind of fuck around. We can mm-hmm. have a full conversation to mix. True. So I, I'm, I'm to the point where, like, I can look. And pick out a group and see they're not dancing, uh-huh. and I may realize the music is not necessarily their thing. Yeah, that not yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I can figure out what that is, and get them to go crazy, you just made their night. I just made their night, and at the same time, the people who would get mad because I played that bullshit, mm-hmm. but then flipped it and made it work, mm-hmm. see them going crazy, and then they're like, "Oh shit, I can't believe this happened." Nah, it's a party. So next thing you know, I got. 300, 400 black people dancing to Suavemente or some fucking in sync, <laughs> then I'm gonna flip it to some traps. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so, so and you got that kind of, and like you said, you got that from your 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 uh, adventures throughout Jester and yeah. just meeting different types of people. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's everyone's story is important, bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell people all the time, like, be able to tell your story. Like, be mindful of why you're doing what you're doing and where it's gonna take you. School is cool. Degrees mm-hmm. are cool, mm-hmm. but. The network that, that network. you build. Talk about it. Let's dog. go. Yeah. That, that network that you build is going to take you a long place. All these gigs that I've been doing in and out of the country and around, bro, I've been to high schools to speak to students about the value of hard work and determination and how music is kind of a universal language. Listen, stunt right quick, man. Go down the list. <laughs> tell the people some of the stuff that you've done. You know All what right. I mean? Because you're humble right now, but I know <laughs> the type of level and the type of weddings you've done. You yeah. know what I mean? Can you just go down a list of some of those? Yeah, and it's all a result of that network. So mm-hmm. I have, I've been to, I want to say three high schools uh, to speak to the students on the value of hard work and to talk about how music is kind of that spider web mm-hmm. that brings people together. Exactly. That for that two and a half minutes that that song is playing, people forget you know, what their culture is, yep. what their race is, yep. you know, what they're used to yep. and why they may not like the person next to them and they just want to dance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I volunteer for two church organizations. One is for middle and high school students. The other is for college and young adults. Is that my, here in Austin? Here in Austin at Greater okay. Mount Zion. Okay. Um, and my goal there is to create a bridge because every time you go through a different stage in life, mm-hmm. you kind of back away from your faith. You know what I mean? Okay. And you kind of get immersed in what you think is that hot part of your life, but mm-hmm. you just don't know you're preparing for your future. So if you can kind of keep a steady path, yep. you know, 
Peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys, you mm-hmm. feel me? Uh I've also <laughs> man, I've um I've done mixes for the UT football team, okay. for the Texas Rangers. Check. Uh custom mixes for I've done Nigerian weddings. Check. I don't know how many NFL weddings. Goodness gracious. Um Ethiopian weddings. Stone on Dante. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like the wedding game is crazy. The the thing about it for me is, you know, it seems as if when a DJ is out of the club, then he retires and goes to weddings. And people think that's the move, but really it's it's the opportunity to give people that same club experience in a in a different setting. I would argue some of my first off, some of my best performances have been at weddings. Mm-hmm. I, I know for a fact the most fun I've ever had has been at weddings. Yeah. And, it, you know, it, it's, it, I'm not even going to say it has something to do with the family environment or the love, but it's just more so about, I don't know, it's just a feeling that you get. So, all right, here's the here's my, my feeling of the split, right? Mm-hmm. The club, you get that reaction because everybody's drinking, they exactly. turn, like that, you it. got that feeling. Yeah. And that's an adrenaline rush for mm-hmm. a DJ. Like if you change the song and hear them scream, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. At a wedding... You really have to perform. Yes, it's a it's, it's a show. That's what it is because people aren't drinking as much. Mm-hmm. The lights aren't as dark. Mm-hmm. They don't come ready to party. In mm-hmm. fact, they feel stuffy. Mm-hmm. So if you can turn up a wedding, you're on. That's how I feel. Three, four X. That's how, exactly how I feel. You feel me? Yeah. And it, and a lot of people don't do that. And a lot of DJs hate doing weddings just because they don't have the you know no bullshit. They don't have a skill to like turn. Yeah. That crowd, the way they could, the club crowd. Exactly. You feel me? It's a way different thing. And that's okay. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's a a, a true talent to be able to take, I mean, literally a group of people in formal wear. First off, in in weddings, let me paint the picture. Usually, you you introduce everybody, so okay, cool, that's fun. But then everybody sits down to eat. Yeah. You have, and then it's like, okay, we're done eating. And they look at you. It's like, it's go time. Yeah, you better do this shit, bro. Cause I, I'm looking for a reason to leave. Exactly. Niggas don't want to go to weddings. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right? You yeah. keep them there. They have a good time, and then you know, then you got the brides and the bridesmaid looking at you, where it's like, come on, bro. The bride, and the, groom, the bride and the groom, and sometimes the parents looking at you because they didn't drop 30, 40 racks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I just spit all this money. And you got six people dancing. You know what I mean? So I, I, I thought it was funny that you you said that you know once a DJ gets into the wedding game or the corporate game. People think they fell off. I don't think anybody thinks that of you. I do think, though, however, and I want you to talk to this, when it comes to controlling a market or or being that that marquee guy in a market, do you feel like your name is there? Would you like it to be there? Do you not care because of just the route you're on? The way you market yourself, I would argue that it's really not a thing to you. Yeah, so... Uh, I sat down and I thought about it and I was like, do I want to only be a DJ and be known as just that? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to be a jack of all trades, but master everything I put my hands in? I and that. I chose the latter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like to spam people. Okay. Yellow, it's funny, shout out to Yellow. He said this one day mm-hmm. and he was like, a lot of DJs, you know, myself included, this is him. They fuck with me because I'm a DJ. Mm-hmm. A lot of people fuck with you because of you. That's it. I agree. 
And, um, and yeah, shout out to Leo yeah, Hella yeah. Yellow. Oh, That's I said it. your government, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> right? Man, Hella yeah, Yellow, what up, baby? Shout out to Yellow, man. Let's yeah, because we all go back to the oh, little car days. You had the Mazda. Oh my! I think he had. Yeah, a, so you remember the protege? Yeah, when I, yeah. He had a he had a Geo Metro, and I had a Honda Civic. Let's go! You know what I'm saying? And we that's when we still have vinyls and CD books and amps. The speakers bro, had I got amps. My CD book in the in the in the guest room right now. And it's fire! Through, man, it, it's it? fire, bro. But it's falling apart. It's like all this black stuff was getting on my hands anyway because the case. But yeah, that's funny that you said that. Yeah, man. I didn't think you remember that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that, I think that was the approach. So I don't like I don't like marketing, bro. I don't like I really don't like posting flyers, mm-hmm. but I do want people to know I'm active. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and, I mean, and, and and I don't think just to be clear, and I want everyone to understand what you're saying too, because I, I I sort of I'm sort of in the same lane as you. I don't think it's bad for people to post all their flyers. I don't think it's bad for people not to post their flyers. I think it's just different strokes for different folks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I'm just glad that you're explaining your side. Uh, because sometimes people might not hear it and they might just start thinking that DJ Dante is whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people who think <laughs> there's a lot of people who think I only do one thing because they know me for that thing. Mm-hmm. Like I have been I work in I've been in the tech industry for eleven years now. Mm-hmm. And uh and people don't know I have a real job. You know what I'm saying? Got like <laughs> retirement plans and and, <laughs> and all this stuff. They think I'm just a DJ. And then what kills me is they'll be like, "Bro, do you still DJ?" Like, uh, fuck you, bro. Yeah, come on, yeah. man. I've been in this forever. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that that um being able to show that you can do all that yeah. is super important to me. But also being able to step out, like say I want to start doing comedy. Uh-huh. Bam, I'm good. Or making if I want videos, right? Making you videos. If too. I want to go back to film. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Like, mm-hmm. and I still do throw little things out here mm-hmm. and there to make people laugh. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Just to, you know, just to say I still got it. So I think it's important though, because you definitely have sage wisdom. We'll say it like that. If a young DJ is listening now and he's caught up in the game where it's like, well, how do I establish my identity of who I am? Yeah. How long did it take you to establish who you are? And if you were to give that person some advice, what would you tell them? So, uh, the first thing is is create your own sound. Okay. And a lot of people don't do that. I think they learn how to mix good enough mm-hmm. and they learn how to play the hits. Mm-hmm. And if they got a few people dancing in their mind, there's a false reality like I'm killing it. Yes. I I go I know where you're going with this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And mm-hmm. these are the same DJs that'll do an opening set and a drop, just start throwing bangers, ten, fifteen <laughs> <laughs> All the primetime music. You, and you got another DJ coming on, and he's over there like, what the fuck are you what, doing, what is Sam? happening right now? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and he's just slamming things. That's like fighting words, bro. It, it is, you know right? I mean? Like, you really going to do that to me, bro? But but a skilled closer uh-huh. knows that there's a million types oh, of music out there. So, yeah, go ahead and burn out all mm-hmm. that trap, because mm-hmm. I'm going to do this old school set. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to hit this 90s, 2000 set, and, and then I'm going to come fine. back. Yeah, yeah and then I'm going to come back to that trap. You know what I'm saying? It's I enough. used to enjoy opening. Because I feel like I was the opposite from what you were saying. It's like, I'm opening. I have everything in the world I could play. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Everything, bro. Everything. I could do whatever I want and still be okay because I know I, all I need to do is lead into the peop- the person they came for. Because I spent about maybe three or four months opening for Mr. Rogers in San Antonio. He, Best experience of my life as far so as cold. DJing. You know yeah, what I mean? Shout out to Rogers. Yes. Yeah, so watching him, and, 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 and he was cool. You know, he would, he would give me some advice and things like that. Um, but learning how to kind of work, open up, I think, is a skill that that young DJs need to do. Because coming in and playing Cardi B's album, you yeah. know what I'm saying before yeah. <laughs> before the headline get on, that ain't hot, bro. And and opening, you get to show your range. Yes, you do. 
you know, you get to really kind of dabble. Mm-hmm. What's crazy about so I do handovers, you know, okay. shout out Encore mm-hmm. and uh, Brandon. But mm-hmm. handovers is is crazy. It's like <laughs> it's like forty year olds in the beginning, uh-huh. and then like twenty year olds towards the end of the so night. So there. you got to go from like family reunion to like <laughs> Sixth Street quick, and quick. you got to be able to weave in uh-huh. and out because they they all stay in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And some nights it could be kind of hood. Some nights it could be like a bunch of birthdays uh-huh. and it's everybody in that age range. It's crazy, bro. Like we, I think we had a we had a twenty first birthday and a fiftieth birthday in nice. the same. And I'm like, God damn. Nice. But you get to you know you get to really drop gems from every era. So you're telling me so you got handovers popping off. That's that's your uh, your residency. Yeah. Uh, what's happening in September? We we talked about it earlier. Like what 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 what's there to look for with this Black Homecoming? Oh man, uh, Black Homecoming weekend is gonna be dope. Like every year, uh, we have the tailgate, okay, and that's right there by the MLK statue. And I mean, like three, four hundred black people, nice. all alums, some mm-hmm. undergrad, mm-hmm. partying, and then an after party, and then a brunch the next day. And you're working all of these, yeah, working all See, of them. That's, uh, and I've been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. I think, I think what got me in was not only you know being a noob, uh, but the fact that before I started DJing, I was already working crowds, like I was emceeing and hosting and doing talent shows mm. and date auctions and all that stuff. So I already was in the mix. I knew what people wanted to hear. You was ready for it. I was ready for it. Not to, you know, I mean, yeah, this is what it is. I, I, If you understand it or not, I still feel the need to say it. Do you realize that you are um, putting on a show for one of the, I mean, literally top five schools in the nation as far as universities and you're the guy that, that's controlling that situation? Man, I Man. never, I never looked at it like that. I mean, you have to though. Like UT is what forty five thousand kids. I don't know how many. It's insane. The 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 network is ridiculous. From yeah. from um, Michael Dell, who you're a part of his organization, from yeah. Kevin Durant, and all these other people, you know, that have come through Vince Young, and lots more of just doctors and lawyers and all that kind of stuff. And you're a part of that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, how does that make you feel? Like, do uh, when you when you're when you're there on campus. Is there some kind of pride that comes out too, or is it just? Man, I always look at it like I just get to hang out with my people. That's again. it too. I feel the same. Mm-hmm. And you know, I get to play all of our undergrad songs. Nice. Plus, watch the uh, the older people get mad when they see the new undergrad, and they're like, "What is what this is happening?" Yeah, and I feel like I'm one of them now. You know I mean? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. y'all young boys, man. It's like Soul Night. You know what I'm saying? When I saw Soul Night, I'm like, I don't even know what that is. You, you know be on the saying? side like one of whatever the mumble rappers. <laughs> <laughs> Damn mumble rap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, can you tell us so you got any upcoming projects or anything like that? that you're working on anything you want to get out there and tell the people about oh man so uh i know one one you're doing with cocoa butter radio we got that little guest mix popping off oh man i got so i'm i'm feeling super different okay uh i've been i've been doing a little research on like uh certain styles of beats and i've been finding remixes that are like all like sango samples nice so I can probably do like a good 20, 30 minutes straight just sango samples like wow. the, the new trap songs. There you go. Flipped. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I got that ready for you. Uh-huh. Um, uh, with Encore, we're planning to do uh, uh, a trip overseas. Okay. Next really? year. Yeah. So was like a cruise? Uh, no, it'll be like going to a resort. Wow. And, you know, we get to take like two or 300 black people. That's big. Yeah. Fly out to, let's say, like Cabo. And we'll get the night, the club that night in uh-huh. Cabo, uh-huh. and we'll have a day party. So it's vacation package plus, you know what I mean? Come on. 
It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's so, some innovative stuff. I yeah, mean, people be talking about parties and, and how they're getting whatever they are, but that that's that's way left. Shout out, yeah, shout out to Brandon, man. He's really... Dude came out of... So let me talk about that a bit. So yeah, he can't Brandon came out of Chicago. Okay. Uh, he sent Tree a message and said, hey, I need a DJ. Mm-hmm. And uh, his thing was, I want a soul, neo-soul type sound mm-hmm. for this event where I'm going to have a live band, a DJ, poets, singers, and rappers. Okay. But it's not going to be like a showcase. It's just going to be a vibe. Mm-hmm. That's what he called it. And he, Meaning? Meaning where it's like, we don't have a set. At 11, you jump on. At 12, you jump on. It was Like you say, it's a vibe. It's more of an organic kind of experience. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And he had he kind of had a backbone, backbone in his mind. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so he set that up, man. And I mean, we took Speakeasy over and we took all three levels. We had a DJ up top playing reggae. Uh, we had people upstairs. We had downstairs, three, 400 people packed. And mm-hmm. it was like our drop of Badu track or Glasper. And the band would pick it up while I'm mixing it. Wow. There and play go. it with me. That's all right. And then he'll come, and Tree will come out and announce, here's this poet, and the poet starts spitting, mm-hmm. and we fade out. Nice. And then they announce the next poet, and then they bring up a singer, and the band plays with the singer, and then I pick up the song they're singing, mm-hmm. like just... Just doing it. Doing it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Selection style. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, kind of, that kind of vibe. Shout out to Selection. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Selection, straight mm-hmm. up. So um, that grew into, you know, Hanovers and the brunch and the boat parties and all that. Cause I, you know, I can talk about doing all the boat parties, yeah, and yeah. all the random clubs, mm-hmm. and all the UT football after parties, and all that stuff. But, but this right here, this is different. It's different. Yeah. 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 And I, from that grew everything we're doing now: the game watching parties, the finals parties, Super Bowl parties, all that stuff. That's exciting, man. Yeah, you man. know, when that happens, I'm gonna be at that mug. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> talk about talk a little bit about because I heard you just mentioned Neo Soul and how you were trying and how y'all were creating that vibe. In a perfect world, what are you playing? Uh, all night. What's your musical taste? You know what I'm saying. It's tough, right? Like I, you, they can't see you. You, you definitely hit the the emoji thinking <laughs> face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But as a DJ, we hear so much stuff. Like for me, what Cocoa Butter Radio is, it's what I've always thought I loved. As yeah. far as R, it's not R and B. It's not hip hop. But it is every song you hear has a certain kind of feel to it. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. where the whole tag, when you hear it, you feel it. I can't describe it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I got Future on there. I also got Ari Lennox. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just, it's all the way out there. But but your mix is every show, every show has this feel and it's just smooth. That's what I'm going for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, nothing is like, uh, nothing's jarring. Mm-hmm. Nothing's too mellow. Mm-hmm. Nothing's too hype. It's just all it's right smooth. There. And it could be from any... It'll be that one track on their album. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, we started off with Coffee Bean from Travis Scott, and we know he's known for mosh pits. You know what I'm saying? Right. But he right. was able to create a vibe. So that's Coco Calvin Butter. Harris joined on on show number six, yep, right? That, that's still... Uh, that's, that rolling. Yeah. So that's that's what that's what Cocoa Butter Radio is as far as the vibe that, that I enjoy. So I put it out there. If you had a choice... For anything like a whole night, what what name some of the artists you would play? How about that? Man, I I can camp out in a uh, like a Cash Money No Limit set. <laughs> That's it right there. <laughs> I can camp out for a while, bro. Actually, I can camp out anything from like uh, I'd say like ninety eight, okay, to two thousand nine. That's your sweet spot. Oh, okay, done. Nice, <laughs> done. You know what I mean? Like for real, but. I can't say I have a lane. Okay. It just it, it's 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 how I feel. And it's funny yeah. we were talking about social media earlier and mm-hmm. like exposure like 
the fact that we do have social media to play and like how all these challenges pop up mm-hmm. and how all the like a lot of the comedians are using music in the background and that's mm-hmm. how songs blow mm-hmm. and you can put out Cocoa Butter Radio. You don't have to be in the club every weekend to have exactly. a name mm-hmm. because you have content that people have access to mm-hmm. and they don't have access to it between 10 and 2 on mm-hmm. a Saturday night. They can wake up at 8 in the morning and be straight and be straight. Yep. You know, that's 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 something valuable that we got to learn to take advantage of. But mm-hmm. The fact that we have that out there gives me the ability to really check, test my range. Nice. So let's say it's a commercial that everyone knows. It's got some stupid jingle. <laughs> I've heard you do this kind of stuff before. You know what too. I mean? Yeah. I can drop that and people are like, oh shit, that nigga just played. You know what I'm saying? You was the first person that I knew. I mean, personally. I mean, I saw I saw like DJ AM, rest in peace, is AM. Yeah. DJ AM and all these big time guys doing this type of stuff. But you were bringing in samples, like you said, from like a YouTube clip or, yeah. or anything, a hot movie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not going to lie to you, man. I've had this idea for years and you definitely was the person that kind of, kind of made me think about it. I have this idea. I have this Richard Pryor CD. Uh, well, it's actually a record. Yeah. And, and it's a comedy set. And the idea was to have a mix and call it Rapping and Laughing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Man. So they used to have, I, I I don't listen to music in the car. I listen uh-huh. to comedy radio. Okay. And they had DJs that would come in. He would like mix, uh-huh. drop an instrumental, and then they would throw. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like a, a short comedy uh-huh. set over it. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. But well, well, here's the thing, though. I got that idea from just one time just hearing you do some random stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now you're to the point. If you want to talk about it a little bit too, where you're beat juggling, or is it, you yeah, know, where you're creating your own beat, the tone play, the tone play, yeah, there it is. playing the key. So, man, so when I hear music, I think like references. You okay. you ever met a person that like watches a lot of movies? Mm-hmm. So if you say if someone says the word best friends mm-hmm. and they think did we just become best friends from <laughs> uh, step brothers from step brothers, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? So I think like that. Okay, and a lot like of the musical DJs. Terms. In musical terms. Mm-hmm. So a lot of DJs like Four Color Zach and DJ Craze and DJ Scene and uh, Jazzy Jeff and all these guys, they mm-hmm. still do that kind of stuff. All the Red Bull three style mm-hmm. mixes. Mm-hmm. I think what, what really blew it for me is like I got to be on stage during Red Bull three style. My homegirl Haley, who works for C3, was like, hey, I want you to meet Jazzy Jeff. Like nice. I literally got to go in the tent and mix, wow. meet them and then stand on stage while they were mixing. Mm-hmm. So to see how they do that and to be able to apply my thought process to how music works, it went hand in hand. So if you hear a word in a commercial that also matches a word in a song that's popular, you, could, you, could you can flip it. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And D- that's how I go about it. DJ to DJ, not trying to be cocky, not trying to, I'm just being, I'm asking a real question. Yeah. When you were right next to him and you were watching him work, was it a sense of awe or was it a sense of, okay, you just showed me how to do that. Like I can do that. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you know, like like basketball. If I saw LeBron, that's probably a sense of awe. Yeah. Like shit, I can. That's LeBron James. But when you saw Jazzy, was it Jazzy Jeff? Was that a sense of awe? Or was it a sense of ooh? Now I know how to do that. Man, no, it was. It was more like, and I and obviously I'm not their caliber. No, 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 I'll never I'm say so, that. Yeah. But it was. I'm looking at the crowd, and I'm looking at him, and mm-hmm. I'm like, this is what DJing should be. Okay. It is, I'm putting on a show yep. and I'm playing exactly what I want to, how I want to, and you respect that. It is, you're not asking for a request, more so you're waiting to see what I'm going to do next. Bro, shout out to, to, to Billy Bando. We have this conversation all the time when he's, when he's cutting my hair, and I'm so glad you just mentioned that because I think my whole thing is, as far as clubs and, and 
The reason why I backed away from it was, like you said, I want to be able to just play what I think I want to play. You know what I mean? And if you ever, crowd, people who are listening, if you ever watch Jazzy Jeff or see one of his sets, you'll notice one thing. Maybe won't be too many people dancing, but every single person is facing him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it is a show and it it is his time to do that. If we can get to a point to where maybe when Dante's in the mix, he can give you five to 10 minutes of y'all don't dance. Just watch me for a second. Yeah. I think we might get back into some house party type stuff, man. It is uh it's a difference, bro. And I think, you know, a lot of club DJs don't realize that the crazy thing about Sixth street and Austin in general is we're spoiled. Mm-hmm. Our setup. Here's the setup for everyone who is not in Austin. 90% of the clubs are across four streets and like a, a few block radius. Right. 90% of them are free to get in. Mm-hmm. If you don't like the drinks, if you don't like what the DJ is playing, you your do. car is parked in one spot and mm-hmm. you can just go to another spot. Exactly. So you have the opportunity to put on the show, but as a DJ, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You just need to play some hits. You know what I mean? Um, it, there, There's a few DJs out there, but you got to think, I think the bigger picture. I think, all right, bar needs to make money. Yep. The door needs to get the right people yep. in. Like, what can I play to make people go crazy so someone outside will want to come in and want to drink more. Yep. And when the bar's making money, the door's making money, I'm making money. Yep. I'm making more money. Yep. Club owners watching this, they're like, oh, I want to give him extra. Bring him back. Yep. Yeah, we're going to bring him back. I want to give him extra because mm-hmm. he's doing something different. He's not just... Because there was... I remember when 50 Cent in the club came out. Yep. There was one night that me and Yellow used to stand on the corner and just people watch when uh-huh. we didn't have sets. Uh-huh. And there was one night we walked down the street and every club at the same time was playing in the club. <laughs> and I'm like, bruh, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, why yeah. is this happening? Uh-huh. Yeah. So. I mean, that, I think technology had a lot to do with that it as did. far as just letting the, the gate kind of came crumbling down. You know what I'm saying? Because now you just had access to it. So yeah. Like, oh, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and you know it is what it is. You had some people came in and respected the craft, took it to another another level. Some people muddied the waters, but who knows? Yeah, um, bro, I'm just so glad that that you have been able to articulate the 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 journey you've been on. You know what I'm saying? Where do you see this going? I mean, you talked about how you could get into acting. You talked about how you still work tech. You talk about uh, making uh, uh, when you used to edit videos and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, what are some that was of the most fun? Yeah, well, I mean, I always, you know, I'm, this ain't no criticism or nothing, but it was always, I always thought that was a, a nice little lane for you if you was gonna do it. You yeah. still can. Yeah, why not? I still do. Yeah, you still do. I still do, and I don't, you know, I don't promote it as much because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. More than I want to put it out there. It's probably just relaxing, just to it you know, is to do your thing. And that, and I'll tell you, that's a hundred percent what creating in general is yep. for me. Mm-hmm. That's my drug. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like it's dope if someone knows that I'm doing this tone mm-hmm. play by hand. Mm-hmm. But it's it's cool with me because I just enjoyed doing it successfully. Exactly. Yeah, uh, it's cool with me if someone just heard enough music to dance. Yep. you know what I mean. Yep. Like uh, I'm actually scared to put a lot of the trips, tricks, and flips that I do by hand because people think they're pre-made mixes. Uh, I'm scared to put them out there. One, because I think somebody would steal it. Oh, of course. Uh, but two, I think people would start to expect it. Oh well. Know what I mean, I mean is, that a, <laughs> is that a problem? <laughs> it, it, expect it, you to go Super Saiyan every time, <laughs> <laughs> right? It uh, yeah. It's just like at some point, I don't want people to get to the point where they're like, everything needs to be a flip. I still yeah. want them to be able to. 
enjoy music. Yeah, yeah, just have a good time. Yeah. All right, well, DJ Dante, I appreciate you coming through, man. Like, this was like going down memory lane. Man. Uh, for the people who don't know you and want to follow you and get, get and stay in contact with you and follow some of the things you do yeah. bless us with on social media, where, where, where can they find you at? Uh, call me Dante or get you everything. Uh, I still do have DJ Dantes on Twitter, but if you search Call Me Dante, it'll still pull up Dantes. But C A L L M E D O N T E will get you everywhere. Bet. And then, just so y'all know, we have a special guest mix from Dante coming up too. So yeah, we'll man. put that out there. We'll do what we got to do, man. And we'll just keep it moving as always. This is Cocoa Butter Radio. When you hear it, you feel it. Appreciate you, boy. Already, bro. Already. Peace.